ever wondered why is it that there's some days you're in such a great flow state, everything's easy, it's light, you're knocking things out, but others, it seems to be sluggish. You're in your head, you're overthinking, you have resistance, you get into decision fatigue. And the days that you have flow days often are followed by these days that you just can't seem to get it right. And that's for a couple reasons. And those couple reasons we are going to dive into on today's episode of the Adam Cadu podcast. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Cadu, and it's time to master the art of real heart alignment, where you live, work, and play from your personal power as energy aligns, your gifts flow, and life simply works. These life-changing conversations are designed to help you to see what you're not seeing, hear what you're not hearing, and to be who you're not being as the world needs more heart-centered leaders now more than ever. Are you ready to say no to living a half-hearted life and say yes instead to boldly living from a place of real heart alignment? Welcome to the Adam Cadu Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Adam Cadu Podcast. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation to draw a crystal clear distinction for you of when you are in your power versus when you are disempowered. Now, if you think about the times where you're in this beautiful flow state, life is easy, momentum is building, excitement is building, the world is your oyster, you can create anything and do anything, but then all of a sudden, boom, life becomes hard and challenging and dreaded and heavy, and uncomfortable, you're slugging it through, and you would just do anything for an ounce of momentum. Early on in my entrepreneur stage, that was me. I literally would have these two-week swings to where I'm building up so much excitement, so much momentum. I'm to this point where I'm like, my success is truly inevitable. Let's go. I'm excited. And then for whatever reason, Something happens and boom, all the way down the ladder I fall. And then I'm in this dark place, this scary place, this doubt-filled place. And I finally get a chance to collect myself. I finally get the courage and the clarity to take a step. And then another step. And then another step. And then another step. And then another step. Until the point where I'm on top of the world again, I'm flying high. Nothing can touch me. Lo and behold, something else. There was literally on the nose two-week cycles that were happening in my life. And it wasn't always so clear of what would happen in the moments where I hit my downswing. But there was definitely some forms of self-sabotage. There was times back in the day when I was drinking, I actually hadn't had a touch of alcohol in over five years, uh, actually coming up on five years here in the next month, I believe. It's always the start of football season when um, it was opening football se- uh, opening football day for the Chiefs five years ago now that I said, okay, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm bored. This is not providing value in my life anymore. It's just not somebody that I see myself as anymore. And I cut that crap out. And I actually cut out sugar today. I'm going to go on a sugar fast to see how I fare with that. Um, I've actually been fasting until 11 o'clock 
and I stop eating at 8.30. So it's just like if I'm, <laughs> I was kind of, I work late now um, at times. So I'm like, I, I want a snack. And, you know, when I'm working, I've always had this habit of like wanting to snack and things of that nature because I get uncomfortable. Uh, I'm pushing, I'm staying focused for long periods of time. I'm burning up calories and my body wants to tell me that I need food. And then I eat food and then I'm tired. So I am unweaving and untangling that self-sabotage. So back to that. But yeah, it was. It was like I would go out and I'm feeling good. So I would have some extra beers or, or eat a whole bunch of food and just like feel good. And then I'm sluggish. And then whatever happens, uh, life happens. You know, I get an extra bill that's due or the wifey and I get into something. And then doubt seeds my mind. This little tiny seed of doubt starts to germinate and to grow and to grows into this thing that just overtakes me. It's overwhelming. And then I finally get to a point where I'm like, okay, rock bottom. This sucks over it. Pay attention, slow down, focus. And I get really quiet. I find the stillness again. I get centered. I get calm. I get collected. And then from there, when the dust settles, like I said earlier, one step by another step, by another step. And being I started putting a laser focus on this cycle that was happening, I started making sure that I was riding over the wave just a little bit longer each time. So knowing that what I knew about this two-week cycle, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't create this story of like, oh, here we go, a two-week cycle, and now I'm going to crash again, and then I you know, am creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. I wanted to make sure that wasn't the case. So there was radical awareness by looking at this objectively and not trying to be right and not trying to have it all figured out, but just looking, being curious about it. You know, our frustrations should become our fascinations. I was fascinated with what was happening. So I was slowing down and I was looking and I was observing. But in that moment where I felt the wall started shaking and, oh, this is the time where I usually make a decision or I'm a little triggered with my wife or, you know, whatever the case may be, she might even pick up on some of my energy that's going on inside of me, which makes her respond or act a certain way, which gives me the opportunity to put my foot in my mouth, right? So I made sure just to ride the wave a little bit longer. Then it became a point in time where it was like, I could go months or a month without these crash and burns. And then I'd go a little bit longer, a little bit longer. I mean, it wasn't this perfect evolution, but it really was. I was getting better at staying the hell out of my way and also paying close attention to my energy. But the key here was to check in with myself to see if I felt empowered or disempowered. And when I simplified my life to look at my life in terms of am I empowered in this moment versus am I disempowered in this moment? Am I giving my power away? Am I leaking energy by overthinking? Am I leaking energy by being frustrated about business or lack of results? Or yet again, my wife was a big sore subject at the time. My biggest growth, but a lot of pain back in the day. I mean, we still go through a lot of it. It's growth. But to simplify and to check in with myself, am I in a disempowered state today? Where am I working from? You've probably heard me say that Dozens of times on this podcast, if you're an avid listener, and if you are, thank you. Where are you working from? 
Are you working from frustration? Are you working from this place of, I lost momentum? Are you working from this place of, oh, I was having good results at one point, but it's not here now? Are you working from this place of, let's come on with it already? Like, why? Why? What, what, what do I need to do to get this thing working? Where are you working from? Or are you working from this place of, I'm on it. Let's go. Feeling good. Looking good. Feeling good. Ought to be in Hollywood. Are you working from this place of standing strong, this conviction in your heart that your work matters and that you're here to change lives? And so when you strip away all the extra stuff, all the things that we need in our minds to fix, as in we think we need to fix all this stuff, sometimes if we can just let it go, it resolves itself. It's like we walk around sometimes holding this 500-pound bowling ball. Okay, let's just say it, the 25-pound bowling ball. It's a pretty heavy bowling ball. We're walking around with it. Like, I just don't know how to let this go. I think I need to do this inner work. I think I need to, you know, do some child work. I think I need to do some shadow work. I think I need to do some, some uh, you know, hypnosis and, you know, all the different things. It's like, this might be from when my parents said this to me, or this might be from my upbringing and this, or the, this one that thing happened. And we're hanging on to it. How do I let this go? How do I let this go? How do I let this go? And for me, rule number one, I mean, yes, do your inner work, but there's a point where it's like law of diminishing return. We do all this inner work, and then we think that doing a little bit more inner work around that is going to just like have this massive impact on us. So we're spending a lot of time looking in the back seat, digging in the back seat, when all the while we ultimately just want to drive the car ahead. We want to live. We want to experience. We want to grow. We want to help. We want to contribute. But we're so busy looking in the back seat. What's back there? What's back there? We're holding this 25-pound bowling ball. You're wondering, how do I let this go? And I don't know what form this is for you. My money mindset. I got to fix my money mindset. I got these money things. Or it's just these bad habits or this lack of self-love, lack of compassion, you're beating yourself up, getting into guilt, or it's just like, why can't this business just take off? Why? Like, what's, what's the deal? We're holding on to this heaviness. How do I let this go? How do I let this go? And for me, I'm always going to look to see if I can let this go by just dropping it. Watch your toes, drop it. No more wrestling with it, drop it. And it's going to naturally, if you've built this groove in your mind to continue to play this game of what is it, what is it, what do I need to fix, what do I need to fix, what's wrong here, what's wrong here, of course, as soon as you drop it, your mind's going to want to go back there because you built this neural network. It's a groove, it's an easy, fast, super highway to these thoughts that you've been perpetuating over and over and over and over again. Yet again, it's a disempowered state. You can start to catch yourself. And yes, have some fun with it. Get a little fascinated with it. You know, what is this all about? Right? What's coming up here? Not from this place of, ah, need, lack, I got to figure it out. Push, force. But from this place of, hmm, this is interesting. Keep having this thought. Am I creating this thought? Or is there something that I do need to look at here? Or am I perpetuating this because it feels good and safe and comfortable? I mean, obviously it doesn't feel good 
but familiarity feels good to us. And you've been perpetuating this thought, so it feels good. It's safe. It's familiar. To have more expansive thoughts, even though it feels good in the moment, that's scary to us sometimes. To dream a little bit more. To focus your attention on what is possible for you. If it was so comfortable and lovely and beautiful, you would spend more time there, right? So there's something about it that feels scary. But guess what? If you're in this place of feeling strong, in your power, empowered from the inside out, like feeling it, unshakable, unf with it a bowl. Then when you get out in the future in your thoughts, you hold the power. You're no longer in this place of weakness. You're no longer in this place of what if it doesn't work. You can start to see, you can start to dream. You can start to have a vision. And most entrepreneurs that struggle, myself for a long time, I just didn't have a vision. I had a little tinge of a vision, but I, in the back of my mind, my thoughts were like, this doesn't, I don't know what, I don't know if that's what we want or what what we got to do. If I don't know if that's right or wrong, or I don't know if we want to put our attention on that, all this stuff. So it was so clouded. It was so murky. And so when you're in your power, when you are empowered, you can start to dream a little bit more and it becomes a little bit more clear because ultimately you are a creator. You're here to create. And so walk this line with yourself. I was going to say for a week, but let's just say two days. Hyper-fixed, hyper-focused on the distinction at any given moment. I'm going uh, to invite you to even set some reminders on your phone to check in. Where am I working from? Empowered or disempowered? Set reminders every few hours, or if you want to get crazy with it, which I've done this before, every hour to beat it in your head to check in with yourself. Do this for 48 hours, two days. I mean, obviously you can sleep at night. Don't wake yourself up through the night. But ask yourself to check in. Where am I working from? Empowered or disempowered? And if you're feeling disempowered at all, do your work to stand in your power. Now, I'm not going to get into all the things that I do and that I teach others to do in my Heart Center Selling Mastery Program to stand in your power in life and in business because it all inter- interconnects. I don't know a lot of people that can comp- uh, excuse me, compartmentalize to the point where they can have one certain aspect of their life going on in a certain way where there's a lot of disempowerment, a lot of uncertainty, and then just show up radically powerful on the other side, doing business or whatever. There's not a lot of people that can draw that line, if you will. There's not a lot of people that can compartmentalize so strongly to block out whatever else is going on to show up fully in their business. It bleeds into each other. And so we've got to look at this from a place of wholeness and to start showing up in life and in business from this place of empowered. Not 
able and willing to be pulled off your path. No longer when somebody throws you a little line, you jump in the water. You're walking your path. You're feeling strong. You're taking care of yourself. Like I said earlier, just like for me, just eating sugar even, it's like I'm way more likely to be a little antsy and, you know, a little bit more reactive than to be standing in my power and to choose how to respond. So I'm cleaning it up, tidying it up. You have the same capabilities as well. There's certain things that you do in your life that throw you off center a little bit. And so 48 hours, 48 hours, walk the line, hyper-focused, have this huge awareness around am I empowered or am I disempowered? And hopefully you have some tools to get yourself an empowered state. But if not, I've got a couple little exercises, a couple little things coming down the pipe. One is a free PDF and audio experience called Empowered versus Disempowered, where I'm going to walk you through so you can have the most crystal clear view of what your life looks like when you are empowered, because there's four categories in your life, four elements, if you will, to have distinction on, to know exactly when you're disempowered, what you say to yourself, what you feel, we'll break that down. And also on the same vein, to know what it feels like, what the experience is when you feel empowered. So that way you can easily step into that feeling, that state. So you can go to adamcadu.com forward slash empowered. That's E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D, empowered, for that free PDF and audio experience. And also, I'll do a follow-up on this podcast showing some of the tools, some of the tricks of the trade that I use to quickly, radically, swiftly shift into an empowered state when I know that I have slipped off the path, when I've given my power away, when I'm leaking energy by overthinking or any of the, the above. So this is one audio that you want to check out. So go to adamkadu forward slash uh, excuse me, dot com forward slash empowered. Grab the free PDF, grab the free audio, go through this program and start to walk this line for yourself. It's important work because I promise you, even if you're planning for your future and your business or your life, if you are planning from a disempowered state, how do you expect to be empowered when you're executing the plan? Because the plan already reeks of weakness. So let's tidy it up. Let's get that clarity. And I promise you, you walk a new path in life by having this distinction. So I'm going to leave it at that. Tune in with yourself. Hit me up on Instagram if you find anything that you didn't quite see before about when you're walking in this distinction of empowered versus disempowered. And if you need anything, reach out, hit me up. I'm here for you. Got much more coming down the pipeline. I'm excited walking my path, got a lot of stuff in my heart, a lot of exciting trainings and events coming up. So I'd love for you to walk with me. It all starts, let's go to adamkadu.com forward slash empowered. Go through that 20-minute audio and fill out the PDF so you can know exactly where you are at any given moment and how to shift into your most empowered self. So as you know, 
The world needs more heart-centered leaders now more than ever. So damn it, let's go lead. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Adam Kadu podcast. If you would, take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that way more people can hear about us. So here's the thing. If you are ready to master the art of selling from your heart, then I would love for you to get on the wait list to be first notified next time we open the doors to our flagship program, Heart Centered Selling Mastery. Well, you'll not only learn how to enroll more people into your vision and into your programs, but you'll also begin to lead from a powerful place of heart alignment. So if you are interested in that at all, go to adamkadu.com forward slash heart, and I'll see you on the inside.